welcome in one and all. How are you looking? How are we looking on a Friday? Good to have you. Um, little baseball at the top of the hour here. Uh, the Cubs quickly up one to nothing at the top of the fourth right now. And they're leading Cincinnati. They've got a, a doubleheader down in the Queen City today. Uh, on a hot one down there. So uh, the Cubs currently leading, still batting top of the fourth. We'll keep you up to date on that one. Speaking of baseball, uh, the Cubs with the two wins over the Brewers, they went from 35-1 to to 14-1 to to win the National League. They went from 75-1 to to 33-1 to to win the World Series. So right now, if you're a betting person, your top four, five, six, seven teams are this. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta right now, 17-2. Uh, uh, the Dodgers, not far behind at 11-2. Houston, 7-1. Tampa Bay, 25-1. Baltimore, 50-1. Texas, 50-1. Seattle, 20-1. As things continue to progress. All right, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm reading the wrong end. Hang on a second. Atlanta, 3-1. Dodgers, 4-1. Houston, 15-2. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have fallen off a little bit, but uh, they are now eight to one. Baltimore seventeen to two, Texas nine to one, the Phillies sitting at eighteen to one, the Twins at twenty five to one, and the Brewers at twenty eight to one. Followed by the Toronto Blue Jays twenty eight to one, and then the Cubs who have gone from seventy five to one to thirty three to one. The Brewers went are, are, are sitting steady. They went from thirty-three to one a month ago to twenty-eight to one, and now twenty-eight to one yet again. They had zero movement in that sense. Uh, everybody else, San Francisco, Arizona, Cincinnati—they've all pretty much fallen off at this point. Um, the Cardinals eliminated; they're off the board. I don't know why that makes me smile, but it does. <laughs> everybody else in Major League Baseball is still on the. No, no, I take that back. They just took uh, today. I'm looking at the betting line. They just took the White Sox off the board. They took the Rockies off the board. But the first team to be released from the board was the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, so, <laughs> which made me smile. I hate to say it, but it did. If you're a Cardinals fan. Uh, you still got the Nationals sitting there at 1,000 to 1, along with uh, the Nationals, the Pirates, the Yankees, the Mets, uh, the Angels. Um Oh, by the way, the Tigers are now off the board as well. They just changed that. Uh, the Tigers were 500-1. to one. They just took them off the board. So the f- three, four teams off the board, Tigers, White Sox, Rockies, and Cardinals. There you go. That's your betting line for Major League Baseball when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the capability to win the division, win the uh, pennant, and then win the World Series. So Brewers are still hanging tough. But uh, today's one of those days where you don't, God, can you imagine the Cubs sweeping both of these games against Cincinnati and the Brewers should lose to Philadelphia tonight? Suddenly things get, you know, because all of a sudden you're, what, a game and a half? Game and a half out? Oof. They get real tight, real fast, real quick. So, uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, find us, 877-867-1670. You can find us over on uh, Twitter as well, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, we'd love to hear from you there. We've been talking all day about 
um, basically the Packers when it comes to what it is you're looking for as far as developmentally for this team and how you think they can do or what needs to happen for this team to get exponentially better. So we've got that going on, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, by the way, Will says cards have been a Brewer nemesis forever, 1982, shoot them down in the World Series. Andahar uh, hated that guy. Um, and I, Brewers still have seven games with him before the season ends. We were talking about that earlier today. I, the Cardinals, they're off the board. They're done. Their season's over. They can pack it up. They can go home. But now they got nothing to lose. You just let it all hang out, and that always scares me especially when you're talking about a division rival like that, especially for something like that. Um, this one's from uh, Jake who says, uh, first of all, Bill, go enjoy Sunday. It's been a lot of hard work, and hopefully it pays off. Uh, we're rooting for the record-breaking bikes this year. We would love to make it, but we're going to be up north. It's a family reunion. Unfortunately, we have to go. Uh, he then goes on to say, uh, the Brewers, I uh, hopefully don't choke this thing away. Uh, Craig Council has been there, done that so often. I would assume this team is going to be playing loose. Kyle says, Bill jinxed the Brewers the other day after the first win against the Cubs. Kyle, if I have that kind of power, I am going to do other things with it than jinx the Milwaukee Brewers. If I have that kind of power. You know? I'm I'm not that crazy superstitious about certain things. I I do get a little weird, but overall, I uh, I don't get that crazy super superstitious over sports. Do you believe in you know Grant? Do you believe in jinxes, in jinxing? Like when a when a broadcaster says you know hey through seven innings he's throwing a no hitter. Uh depends on the broadcaster if i if i like the broadcaster no i don't think so <laughs> but if if i don't like the broadcaster then yeah everything's their fault i don't know i you never say anything about the the no hitter you don't mention it right you don't bring it up that is one thing i believe in other than that no not really the odds of throwing a no hitter are crazy and the reason being is, is because the third and fourth time through the lineup, not to mention your own body fatigue with pitches over 100, that's the reason so many pitchers get pulled at around between 95 and 105 is because the fatigue factor sets in, and there is statistical evidence to prove that you're not going to throw a no-hitter. I mean, guys are going to start to bang you uh, in the latter portions of a game. So I, that's why as a as a broadcaster, I mean, yeah, you want to say, hey, he's he's throwing the ball extremely well. We don't want to talk about it. You know, you kind of hint about it, whatever, uh, because you don't want the team looking at you because baseball is a very superstitious sport. You don't want the team looking at you saying, hey, you, you're the one, you're the reason. Not the fact that it's the fourth time through the lineup or he's lost two miles an hour off his fastball or maybe his fastball is still coming in at 97, but he doesn't have as much movement on it anymore because it doesn't have the same snap in his wrist. Okay, you know. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't get into that very much. But uh, you know, I do get superstitious about weird things. I guess I pick and choose my superstitions. You know, uh, Will says Jinx. That's a nope. Uh, Jeffrey says uh, Warren Spawn through games over two hundred pitches on three days rest. Remember that. Remember back in the day when men were men. They drank beer in a dugout and smoked cigars and 
didn't take care of themselves and went crazy on the, the road trips. And, yeah, yeah, those days are far, far, far in the rearview mirror. You'd love to see if now <clears throat> if you had a player that went out at night, drank, smoked cigars, took care of himself, but, you know, wasn't like a gym rat, just came in, hit the hell out of the baseball, did his own thing. He'd be a pariah. He'd be looked at as some undisciplined freak player because he's not today's norm where these guys are in the gym. These guys are taking care of their bodies. He's, you know, you know what I mean? And I, you, I can't imagine a guy like that today, what you would label him as. You take a guy, and I, again, we're going way, way, way back, but you take a guy like Babe Ruth, beer and hot dogs, man. Portly, not strong, but just had the ability with quick wrist to smack the hell out of the baseball. And, and he pitched. And he played the field. You know? Nowadays, he'd be a slob. He'd be so much better if he took care of himself. You know, we'd be just we'd be ripping the hell out of this guy. Uh, Rick says, uh, I had seen Nolan Ryan pitch 11 innings once. Nolan Ryan was a machine. He was a power pitcher, never had shoulder issues, uh, didn't have anything like, you know, pinching in a, in, up in the labrum, up in the upper shoulder area, didn't really experience a lot of that inflammation. Some guys were just built for that. And he was a, he was kind of an overhander. He wasn't a, he wasn't a, a, a low sidearm, didn't throw a ton of, of breaking balls and didn't throw a ton of sliders. And even in one of his videos, he ended up talking about as a kid, he just got by on power fastball. And his dad didn't let him throw a lot of breaking stuff early on because he didn't want to tear up his arm or shoulder. So you wonder if there's something to that now in today's day and age because now you got eight year eight year olders talking about throwing cutters and sliders and everything else. But yeah, Nolan Ryan, he was another he was another phenomenal guy who lasted four years. Um what else? Uh this is from Chris. Chris says, uh, to answer your question. Regarding the Green Bay Packers and the top three things that I'm looking for. One, I want to see Jordan Love be decisive and be able to throw the ball on a dime into windows and only his guys can catch it. Uh, two, I want to see Caleb Jones get some action. I saw him up close and personal at training camp, and you're right. That guy is a beast. <laughs> He's huge. He's a huge dude, man. Huge. Uh, and then he says, I want to see Devondre Campbell return to form. I think if Devondre, Devondre Campbell returns to what he was from two years ago, this defense can be dominant. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Tyler listening to us in Milwaukee. Tyler, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? What's up? Doing good, Bill. How's it going? I just doing wanted to mention today. something that you touched on with St. Louis being eliminated. The only bad thing for Milwaukee with that is, is the Cardinals are probably going to have a top five pick next year in the draft. And obviously the draft, yeah. there's no guarantees, but there's going to be, they're more likely to have a, an elite player in the top five then versus, you know, it'd almost be better as if they were, like, mediocre, you know, and like a 70-win team and they're down and they're in, like, the, the mid-teens where, you know, the players, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get. Right. Yeah, they have the second-worst uh, record in the National League. The second-worst record in the National League. It's like the fifth or sixth-worst worst record overall in Major League Baseball, but you're right. Yeah, they're going to end up with a top five. Certainly a top ten pick, but top five pick close-wise. Um, the the worst team in Major League Baseball is the Oakland A's. And then who? What? Kansas City? 
I think, is uh, is awful. Certainly the White Sox, they had a down year. Yeah, they're, it's when you look at the records, man, uh, only 58 wins on the season. Colorado's only got 49. But, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. They're going to have, a, they're gonna have a, a top. I wonder if teams are now, you know, say tanking. I mean, obviously playing a lot of young players, but, like, legitimately tanking to try to get the top two or three pick. You would assume, right? Can you well, see I'm the sure Cardinals some... doing that? I don't know if the, maybe the management would want them to do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like tanking in any other sport. All those players are just playing, you know, for their next contract. And if right. they're not going to be on a losing team, they want to, you know, play as well as they can so they can, you know, catch on with a different team. So sure. I'm sure management has one idea and the players, obviously, they want to play as well as they can because it's – just like any other sport, you're always they're always looking to upgrade and they're always looking to go cheaper. So, yep, no doubt, man. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, you look at it. Uh, Oakland will have the first pick with only 39 wins if the, if the season ended today. Kansas City would have the second pick with 41 wins. Colorado would have the third pick. With 49 wins. The White Sox would have the the fourth or fifth pick with 53 wins. And then the Cardinals would pick sixth with 58 wins. A's, Royals... Rockies, White Sox, and then, yeah, then the Cardinals at number five, the fifth pick overall. They're the second-worst team in the National League. So, yeah, they would pick fifth. Oof. They would pick fifth right now. Uh, even the lowly Angels have 64 wins on the season. Boy, I, I, if you had told me that they would have had a top-five pick and only sitting here going into September with 58 wins in the season. I, I say it all the time. I'm not shocked by a lot. There's not a lot that shocks me. That shocks me. I, I just can't get over how bad. I mean, it's one thing if you get a couple of injuries and things aren't great, but how bad the Cardinals are this season. That, that, that legitimately shocks me. Because they got some, they with Arenado and Goldschmidt and company, they they got some pop, man. They've got some offense down there, and their defense was not great. Their pitching was just just bafflingly bad. I that that legitimately is a is the shock. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says the Cardinals are going to be like Boston, get a down year or two, reload, and then they're back in the World Series two years later. Yep, no doubt. 877-867-1670. That is, is definitely a shocker. Well, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show yet to go on this Friday edition. We'll be back. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
segments to go as a matter of fact before we close out the week i cannot uh cannot emphasize enough for those of you whether it's on the live stream and you're watching the program right now and uh, the qr code pops up if you're good if you've been thinking about riding with us please please do it please do it scan the qr code get pre-registered then you're eligible for th- one of three of the great prize packages we have to give away if you if you can't pre-register for whatever reason that's fine you can still join us to, uh, on Sunday. Sunday morning, we're going to be live down at the Harley-Davidson Museum in Milwaukee. Uh, beginning at 8 a.m., pre-registration opens, on-site registration opens, 25 bucks a person for the poker hand. If you don't want your passenger to have a poker hand, then it's 25 bucks for the bike. Um, and then we're going to leave. Got a breakfast down there. They're going to open up the museum for some discounted rates. Uh, they've got the shops that are going to be open. Uh, the police departments are going to guide us out, and uh, we're going to have the Milwaukee Fire Department there. We've got some really cool things that are planned down there as well. And so just please, if you can join us, do it. Please join us uh, for the motorcycle ride coming up this weekend, uh, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. For military members, veterans, their families, please come and join us. And if you know anybody that rides, just say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Don't, you know, don't do anything on Sunday. Make sure Sunday is, is open and you can come down and join us because we really do. We would love to set, break the record. I'm hoping we do. We've got some great people. As a matter of fact, I was just sitting here texting Tim Duffy during the uh, commercial break. Tim is uh, the firefighter from New York City. That iconic picture of him riding his Harley-Davidson into the rubble of the Twin Towers when he was off, he was off that day, and his company uh, got, was one of the first to get called downtown uh, in New York City, and uh, he lost a lot of the guys that he worked with, but he, he threw his gear on, and he rode there knowing what the dangers were. And uh, he's talking about, a, you know, when we talk about, you know, first responders, when everybody else is running away from the trouble, these guys are running into it. He epitomizes that. So he's riding with us. Uh, Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal getting ready to release – uh, a new single with uh, the lead singer of ACDC, as a matter of fact. And uh, Jesse's going to be in town s- tomorrow. He's flying back from a concert tonight. He's going to be in town tomorrow, and uh, he's going to be with us on Sunday and riding with us. Uh, we've got uh, other dignitaries that are going to be with us from the city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin. So please come out and join us. Please come out and join us. We we can't, can't say it enough. Uh, let's do this. Let's do some buy or sell. Bill, I want to start with baseball, and we've been talking about the Cardinals, the NL Central, just a little bit. Okay. I woke up to a story that I, uh, well, I wish I wouldn't have woke up to this this morning. Ken Rosenthal put out a story in The Athletic today about how Craig Council is about to be a free agent, right, because his contract is up. Mm-hmm. And us Brewers fans, we thought, well, he's either going to stay with the Brewers or he's going to retire. Uh, and Ken Rosenthal's like, well, if Council becomes a free agent and wants to keep managing... A lot of teams, they're going to pay attention. As he wrote in this story, rival teams almost certainly would snap to attention. That is the oh. uh, the words of Ken Rosenthal, and they should. Yes. Council's a good manager. So buy or sell, Bill, there's no way that Craig Council manages 
anywhere else but Milwaukee. Buy or sell. This is this is never going to happen. What do you think? Buying buying that in a heartbeat. Okay. Now I'm buying it under the pretense of this, that it's either the hometown team or nobody, because all we've heard all along is that the reason he doesn't want to manage, or if he decides not to manage would be because he wants to spend time with the family and watch his kids play ball and things like that. We have not heard any sort of angst towards the organization to where he doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. You know what I mean? We haven't heard any of that. He just wants to see his kids play baseball. Uh, If, by chance, he does end up somewhere else, then we know there's some internal problems and some things that have gone on that have not made him happy. And maybe you look back to the trade of Josh Hader to say, I'm here to win something, and you went cheap. You got rid of a clubhouse guy. You got rid of a great arm. You weakened my team and told me to go win something, knowing you're doing it for money. Maybe that pissed him off. Beyond that, I believe it's really about just taking – taking time out of a long, long storied baseball career to say, you know what, I'm just going to watch my kids play some ball and not worry about it anymore. But I cannot imagine him um, ever managing for anybody else, at least not right now, not not next year. Do you think he doesn't have the interest or the drive to go to a bigger team, a better team, and, and chase a championship? I I don't know. I felt like he, he's had a very fulfilling time in Milwaukee, and if he wants to keep managing, he'll do it here, and if not, he'll do something else. Right. I have a hard time seeing yeah. it. I don't, I don't I don't see him going anywhere else. The only, like I said, if last year pissed him off when he said, what are you doing? You, we, we're right here. We're in the thick of things, and you just traded away our reliever. And remember, David Stern has talked a little bit about it, but it was like reluctant. And then all of a sudden, Mark Antanasio was like, no, no, we were in on the Juan Soto deal. It's not about money. It's not about money. Well, if it's not about money, then why in the hell did you get rid of Josh Hader for a bag of balls, you know? So... I, I think it's about his kids. I, I, I legitimately believe that. And so I don't think, no, I don't see him managing anywhere else. Being a baseball manager is as big of a time suck, I think, as there is in professional sports. I, I know, yeah. like, college coaches, they got to recruit. But managers, it's every day for six yep. months. And that's not counting playoffs. That's not counting spring training. So it's a lot. I, I feel like yep. maybe Craig Council has accomplished uh, everything that he set out to do, obviously, other than win a World Series, but how badly does he want that? I mean, to go to the Mets, right. the Yankees. Buy or sell. Let's talk a little football. News broke last night during my show, Bill. This is very entertaining. Uh, Josina Anderson saying that both the Dolphins and the Packers were willing to give Jonathan Taylor a contract that placed him among the highest paid running backs in the NFL entering this season. So not only were the Packers interested in acquiring him, they would extend him. They'd pay him a bunch of money. Bill, buy yeah. or sell. If I told you, hey, the Packers are going to hire Jonathan Taylor and they're going to give him a big deal, you'd be like, okay, cool. Let's see where it goes. You wouldn't have a problem right. with it by yourself. Mm, um, I I would not. I would be impressed. They would probably give him a bigger contract because they couldn't pay him a ton of money this year because they're limited. But uh, knowing that the cap is going to become more team-friendly here in the coming months after this season ends – then, yeah, I can see them doing that. And then the fact that he's young, he's still on a rookie deal. He's an incredibly quality running back, somebody that they saw up close and personal. I, I, I'm not shocked by that. Um, what I am a little bit surprised at, that all the details of this have indeed gotten out. And if I'm 
Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, I'm looking back over my shoulder going, yeah, I, I better do something because chances are I'm going to be on the open market, market next year. Now, Jones, Aaron Jones, they could restructure and keep. And then, boy, if you thought about Aaron Jones and, and Jonathan Taylor as a one-two punch, holy crap. You talk about the added depth. I mean, that, at that point, Aaron Rodgers is going, what the hell? What the hell? You know, short of picking up a, a top-notch wide receiver in the free agent market because... Boy, that would really bolster the running back room, to say the very least. But uh, doesn't shock me. But I know those two guys are now looking over their shoulders. That's for damn sure. The Packers are going to have to spend money on Rashawn Gary. But you know what the Packers do, Bill? They big signing bonus. And, and that doesn't mean yep. that the, the salary cap's going to necessarily be in an awful spot. Other than that, they don't have to pay Jordan Love or any of these young weapons massive money anytime soon. They need to address safety next year, but that's not an expensive position. Why not spend a little money on Jonathan Taylor? Right. I'm kind of talking myself into this. Yep. No, I, I, I'm right there with you, man. All right. Lastly, right I, got a, I got a college football one, and then we can wrap Buy up. Or sell. I don't really have a question. I just kind of want to hear you rant about this. <laughs> Last <laughs> night, we learned, we learned that SMU and Stanford and Cal are joining the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Right. This is just how absurd college sports are this is just another example so i was wondering if you had a take on that or if you had thoughts on that when you saw it it is and continues to be the scramble for the money it's wherever you can get the cash and those three teams know that it's the beginning of the end for their conferences so now it's like who will take us and where you're seeking shelter if you first of all short of notre dame the majority of top teams are now in power conferences and power conferences with money. So if you're one of the lesser teams, you're scrambling for shelter. You're trying to find where the money's going to rain that you can still collect some. Otherwise, you're on the outside looking in. You know, everybody made a big deal of it in Cincinnati when Cincinnati went to the Big 12, but then the Big 12 loses Texas and Oklahoma, and all of a sudden they're scrambling all over again. Probably better as a basketball conference, but not great when it comes to a football conference, and that's where the money is. So you're just scrambling, and it's it's a shame it sucks. It makes no sense. But it's teams scrambling for money at this point. And the opening of the Pandora's box into the transfer portal, getting paid, name, image, likeness. It's you cannot put the S back in the horse, man. It is now big time money. And you've got free agent colleges out there seeking it, just like you're going to have free agent players out there seeking it. It doesn't surprise me. It saddens me. But it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all. Brett McMurphy tweeted this earlier. Cal announced that it's not going to receive full ACC, ACC revenue sharing until its 10th year in the league. Uh, and apparently Stanford and SMU are in the same situation. They needed a home. They needed a conference to go to that bad bill where they signed up for that deal. It's like, oh, we're not going to yeah. get equal revenue for 10 years. We'll take it because we got nothing better. Right. Because wow. we got nothing. Wow. It's, it's, it's otherwise you're standing there with your junk in your hand and mm-hmm. your, your pride in your throat, and that's it. And, <laughs> and we know money makes the world go round. So if you want to remain any kind of relevant, you got to get into a power conference. And it's the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, and not necessarily in that order, and that's it. Big 12, pretty much, it's bringing up the rear. That's about it, but for the most part, yeah. And then if you're a mid-school, remember when the mid-major schools – were the like the Buffaloes of the world. They'd come in and then they'd get a big payday and they they let you beat up on them and then they'd get back into their conference and actually mean something. And now it's just those schools have become 
they're they're like it's not even on the same level anymore. They're just like sub schools. They're 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 not even relevant. You're just going there to maybe maybe as a student athlete, maybe and I use the term student athlete very loosely, maybe get discovered by a, an NFL scout somewhere at a lesser school to say I'm the big fish in a small pond. Look at me, and maybe somewhere in the NFL they give you a shot. Otherwise. Pfft, well, you're, you're done. And well, what's funny, Bill, you use the uh, the Pandora's box analogy. I think it's so appropriate because, you know, think 10 years ago, we talked about how college football and college sports, they were unfair, right? Because the, the, the top picks or the best players in college basketball, they didn't get what they could name image like right. this. Like Zion Williamson didn't get the millions that he was worth. But Zion Williamson was treated as, you know, every other guy in the Duke bench, which means there were the 14th, the 15th, the 16th guys on the roster also got the scholarship. And it was great for everyone. And then we decided, well, we want those big time stars to get their money. And all those big time stars are at big time schools. So now all these these big schools are looking around. Well, why should we help out the little guy? Now that the system right. is changing, we got to be in business for ourselves. And I, yeah. I just think it's so interesting, the changes and the ups and downs in college sports. Everything has a, an, an equal and opposite reaction, and it's fun to watch it play out. Completely agree. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. If you missed it earlier, Sean Merriman, linebacker, San Diego, Buffalo, promoter of UFC and MMA. Oh, yeah, he's going to join us. Coming up next to the Bill Michaels Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's a good Zydeco. Like that. Feeling it today. Uh, feeling excited. Uh, we are less than. Let's see here. Uh, Two, ten, uh, or what, uh, four, uh, 18 hours away from cutting just about cutting off pre-registration. So if you've not gotten pre-registered for the ride, you got 18 hours to do it. Otherwise, you can register on site. You can do that right down there at the Harley-Davidson Museum this Sunday. So we hope to see you down there. Come on by and join the join the ride. It's going to be an absolute blast. we got a couple of segments left to go in the program. Sean Merriman, Sean Merriman, linebacker, pass rusher, Sack master, if you will. And uh, he, he lit, lit a lot of guys up, whether it was strip sacks or just taking guys down, quarterbacks down. Uh, on the program just a little bit earlier today, and Sean Merriman uh, played for the uh, Chargers, played for Buffalo. Now he promotes UFC MMA stuff. Uh, Sean, how you doing? Hey, what's up, my man? How's it going? We're doing well. Uh, so uh, let me ask you this. Are you, you know, this time every year, being out of the league, do you start to get that itch knowing that Sunday's right around the corner? Well, I'm just normally happy when training camp is over, <laughs> you know, get right to the season. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it's it's a good time of the year. It's fun because I think that all teams wake up with these same aspirations, right? They got an opportunity. All 32 teams right now have an opportunity to get a trophy. Uh, so, you know, that, that part of it is fun, you know, seeing your teammates again, getting ready for, for battles, the preparation. And, you know, this time of the year is when a lot of guys start to miss the game again, you know, the start of the season, the excitement, but it's going to be a big one. Uh, I want to ask you about, uh, you know, the, the switching of teams and favorites and all that kind of stuff, because, I mean, you look at it at a different, in, in a different eye. And, you know, here in this area, obviously, Jordan Love starting out, uh, Aaron Rodgers off to the, uh, the Jets. You still have somewhat of a veteran. Give me a veteran's perspective when you've got something like has gone on in Green Bay. You've got veteran guys that say, look, we've got Jordan Love's back. 
because you kind of have to. But you also know that your best chance to win just left town, and he's now playing in New York. Give me a veteran's perspective suiting up on Sunday with your aspirations. Hey, you, you got to support the guy. And uh, everything that's come out of that locker room and out of that team is uh, we support um, Jordan Love. We, we back him and a lot of high praise. And you have to give him all the confidence in the world because he's already getting beat up, right, by the media. Um, and the best quarterback is just left. You know, he's stepping into this role, have to fill these shoes. Uh, but at the same time, no one is expecting him to be Aaron Rodgers. No one, right? I think that they just look for a quality guy that they can go out and win some games with. And I think, you know, the first four or six weeks, they'll find out exactly what they have in that on that team. You've got uh, some lights out extreme fighting coming up in Long Beach, California, uh, coming up on Sunday, October 7th. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah, it's uh, Saturday, Saturday, October 7th. Saturday, Saturday. Um, Yeah, yeah going to be a huge fight. Uh, we just broke into football sports, top five most watched. We had a big fight in Sat on Saturday um, in San Diego. Broke uh, our record. It was our highest uh, watch show. Uh, so you can catch us on Fubo, Fubo TV. So if you don't have Fubo sports, get it. But a huge fight coming up October 7th. Lifetime extreme fight. So if people want to uh, kind of find out some more information about it, is there a website? Where do they go? Yep, you can check us out on lightsoutxf.com. And uh, tickets will be on sale uh, right after the holiday. And uh, those of you who can't come, make sure you check us out on Fubo. You know, Fubo has a bunch of great programs, great content, man. And for us to move in the top five uh, really meant a lot to us. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you get the same run? I mean, it, it, you can't, I guess, uh, as far as, you know, whether it's sacking a quarterback, running out of a tunnel, getting, uh, you know, the adulation of seventy to 80,000 fans. But when you put something like this together and you see work like this culminate into, like you said, top five, and now people all around the world are watching and paying attention, and it's it's not only are you a part of it, but it's an incredibly growing sport in general. What is that a different satisfaction than running out of a tunnel? Yeah, this is the closest thing I can get to a strip sack. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know I was fortunate to play on the highest level. Um, the highest platform we have in this, in, in this country with, with the NFL, and then kind of transition to light topic train fighting. You know, I've been training with these guys for 17 years. I've been around the sport for 17 years. Um, and so when I launched light topic train fighting, man, it was home. It was home for me. And you're right. It's so hard to replace running out to 70,000 people and millions of people watching on TV uh, until you put together a great fight that uh, gets, you know, a top five most watched. So th th those parts of it is pretty far. Uh, so as you sit back on Sundays and start to watch the NFL unfold, do you have a favorite that you're kind of looking at going, okay, this is probably who is going to end up matching up come Super Bowl Sunday in Las Vegas? Well, you, you always got to go to defend a chance, right, and Patrick Mahomes. As long as Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and, and uh, Travis Kelsey the, together, I think they always legitimately, legitimately got a shot. The problem is that the AFC in the whole has just gotten better. Uh, I made a, uh, a joke about a few weeks ago, and someone asked me about well, us not winning the ring of uh, those mid-2000 teams. And I said, hey, man, I had to go through Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Now you got to go through five or six guys, right? I mean, Patrick right. Holmes, uh, Josh Allen, Burrow, you know, even Trevor Lawrence is coming around, Aaron Rodgers. So you, there's, a, there's a long haul now to get to, the, you know, the championship. When you look at a guy like, say, Dak Prescott uh, down in uh, Dallas, and, you know, it, it's kind of like they pick up Trey Lance, 
And they didn't pick up Trey Lance just to make him sit for a couple more years behind Dak Prescott and learn from Dak Prescott. I mean, it's basically Dak Prescott. You've got something to prove at this point. If you're sitting on the Dallas Cowboys right now or you're in that locker room, are you looking at your quarterback with a different eye? Yeah, no question. And I always thought that Dak Prescott should be on the hot seat. Um, I know he's a great team leader. He's a, he's a great teammate. Um, he does all the right things. But at some point in time, because of what they paid him, top dollar, they made him the franchise quarterback. He's going to have to put up or shut up. And this is the year. And I think that they're sending a clear-cut message to him saying that, hey, if you don't perform this year, we're going to move on from you. And we're bringing in a guy that's capable of stepping in and taking your place. Uh, I wanted to ask you real quick, and this is somebody has brought it up to me, a listener said, uh, asking about Lucas Van Ness. Now, Lucas Van Ness uh, was drafted in the first round by the Packers, outside linebacker. He went from putting his, you know, kind of fingers in the dirt. Now he's a stand-up guy. How tough, how long does it t- How long did it take you to, to learn a move, to learn 10 moves, to, to be able to kind of figure it out how to get to a quarterback? It, it's a bit. Um, and first of all, you got to get comfortable, right? Um, you know, I played that tweeter, the outside linebacker, defensive end, putting my hand in the dirt and being able to stand up and do both. Uh, it's difficult. You know, you, you're actually a guy to possibly run out the backfield, uh, cover a running back out the back or cover a tight end down the scenes one-on-one. So you're asking a lot of a guy. But at the same time, I think that, you know, there's very few guys who uh, is versatile enough to, to be able to do that. So I don't think he's going to have a problem. I think that it's going to be him being comfortable. And also, the coach is putting him in positions to win. Notice where your guy is not, you know, exceptional at, where he's not the best at, and keep him out of those bad situations. Uh, I got one more, and that is uh, they want to know if you're going to be putting together any fights out in Vegas. So if we, because we're going to be out there for Super Bowl, we usually see you out there, but. And you're going to put out on any fights in Vegas maybe that week so everybody can not only go to your fights on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday night and then head to the Super Bowl come Sunday. I, I'm working on it right now. <laughs> I'm almost going to make an announcement. So, uh, working on a big fight here in Vegas for Super Bowl. Um, I'm actually even talking to two former NFL players to get on the car there to make it a, make it a big Super Bowl week. Man, that'd be great because uh, you got to save us a couple of tickets if you do, man. I appreciate it, pal. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. There you go. Sean Merriman. couple minutes on the program. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Wrap it up next in the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. on board uh bad news out of cincinnati is the cubs are up three to one right now after six innings of play they uh they play twice today against cincinnati so hopefully they can uh well they can the reds can bounce back and get a couple of wins over the cubs the brewers get a win tonight to be a good night overall for the brewers but right now cubs beating cincinnati three to one going into the seventh uh that being said time now for what do we miss? Uh, Bill, you know how earlier we were talking about superstitions, jinxes, and yes. Uh, such? Yes. So one of uh, the listeners of both of our shows was quick to point out on Twitter that I may have jinxed Chris Middleton 
before the playoffs two years ago? Because How before that, that uh, Boston series, or he got hurt in the, the Chicago series. I kept talking about how underrated Middleton is because, look it, he's always healthy. He's always available. And look around at all the other oh, shooting guards in the league. Bradley Beals, Hurd, Clay Thompson's hurt. So someone did, uh, did pull that receipt out from a couple <laughs> of years ago. I love it when, you know, we get blamed for the loss. Right. Um, but you, we, we'll get blamed for the losses. People will figure out a way to blame. Um, when we get people on the program or, or things like that and they do well, why don't people give us credit for the mojo? I, I, you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching right? to the choir, Bill. I don't get it. I don't know. I bring it up. I'm like, hey, every time somebody comes on this program, they have they have a good turnout, man. Uh, I, if I'm the Brewers or the Packers or the Bucks or whatever, I've got people lined up to come on this program because we don't we don't mess with uh, non success. We don't mess with non success. That should be our motto. So I don't know why they're not lined up to come on the program. But I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, what else we got? One other very random thing that I saw this morning and I saved. You know how people in sports, they're, they're nuts. They'll keep track of certain stats or certain pieces of data that, you know, most normal people would never pay attention to. Some will, uh, someone at Awful Announcing, which is a blog they talk about sports right. media, uh, counted and figured out that Mike Greenberg has only hosted his show on ESPN Radio, which is called Greenie. He's hosted it 13 times out of 100 shows that they've counted since the middle of April. Right. Which I just yeah, think is funny. It's called Greeny. Right. It's, uh, first of all, it's like a throw-in for him. Secondly, they have him doing uh, e, uh, the NBA. So during the whole run of the NBA, he wasn't even doing uh, Get Up because he was on set uh, and on site doing the NBA postseason. Uh, and quite frankly, I loved it because I he's so over the top anymore, it's not even funny, and I can't even listen to him. But, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> It, like we talked about earlier, it's just kind of a joke what ESPN has become. That's about it. I suppose we could talk about what the Brewers should do with Josh Donaldson. We really didn't touch on that today, but we can also yeah, cross that bridge. They put him in the minors. You yeah, know if, I mean? if they start starting him, then we can discuss it. That's a cross that yeah. bridge when we get to a thing, maybe. I saw uh, Lucas Giolito and company got picked up by the Guardians, um, and then Hunter Renfro got picked up in Cincinnati. So, you know, some teams trying to make somewhat of a push or trying to bolster themselves in some way, shape, or form, or maybe give themselves a shot at re-signing a guy that might be in their future come next season. So, I think I'm uh, selling, by the way, all of my Hunter Renfro stock. He's been on five teams in five years. That, that's always a massive... <laughs> right. Don't you think that's a red flag? It is. But the Brewers didn't keep him because he wasn't good. They, didn't, they kept him because they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay an aging player a ton of money. I right? suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Maybe if they really liked him, maybe they would have. I, I don't know. Right. Five years and five teams. That's a lot. Nope. I agree. Uh, I can't ask you enough. Please come out and join us this coming Sunday. You still have time to get pre-registered. It's uh, right there on the uh, on the, on the uh, live stream page. But go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. The link is right there on the right-hand column. Otherwise, we will see you 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. You can come down and register earlier the better. Come down and register on site in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee at the Harley Davidson Museum. And then we leave at 11 a.m. and we ride to benefit Fisher House, Wisconsin, helping military members, veterans, and their families. I can't beg you enough. So now the rest is up to you. Up to you. Please, please help us out. Time for us to go. We'll talk again come Tuesday, but follow us over on the Facebook fan page and such because I'll give you the results of the ride coming up later this weekend as well. Until then, talk to you. See you.